Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. for bringing us together again. Thank you for the holidays, for family, for friends. Thank you for safety on the road and safety everywhere we have been. We lift up this second semester before you. We thank you for the opportunity to be here and we give you praise. Let your word come forth this morning, oh God, a word that we need and may we be blessed as we listen. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. I can see that you are not awake yet. <laughs> what? Hallelujah. This morning, it's a pleasure to just welcome Lady Pastor Nora and Reverend Francis. <laughs> we can't see you. We have to see you. We have to see you. We have to see you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And they are, I'm, I'm also surprised that they are here today. <laughs> but they are pastors from the Kodesh. They have two children here. They have two children roaming around. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you are really welcome and we are happy to have you with us. Amen. And amen. And it's good to have you all back from home. Even though I can see that the sluggishness is what? Ask your neighbor, last week did you go to lectures or not? Because the way you are sluggish this morning, I wonder... Mm, mm. The, you see, I'm seeing some laughter. I can see that some people didn't go to class the whole week. <laughs> Tell anybody that your face is betraying you. Your face, your face is betraying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's take a few announcements before I start preaching. You know, I normally forget. So, this week, <laughs> you can see the banner behind me. <laughs> Let the... <laughs> Let the prophet speak. For the next two, three weeks, and God knows how long, some prophets are going to visit us. Amen? The first one comes this Wednesday to Friday, Reverend Francis Nissi. Amen? A very powerful man of God, a young man, a young prophet. Are you there? Hey, you are very quiet already. He's part of the loyalty house denomination. Amen. And he has some very wonderful experiences. I hope he'll share part of it with us. His convener told me that he went to town one day. And when he went to the town, people started to fall down and confess their sins. Hey. I know some of you are already planning that challenge this convention. I cannot come because... Are you there? (laughs) 
I'm looking forward to a very exciting week. And I'm believing God to visit us. But you see, if you remember, when you went home, before you went, we were going through the neutralizing the curse. Do you remember? And I ended at a point where it says that we, we, we talked about different things that can help us neutralize the curses. And I stopped at the point where you can be delivered through the word of a prophet. And I deliberately stopped there, hoping that we would have some powerful prophets with us and your deliverance. What has not come by the other things we discussed will come as these prophets visit us. So I'm very excited. Reverend Francis got married to one of our daughters who was in the Buedi Church. So for them, it's a very significant homecoming. And I want you to be here. Ask your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, if you, if you are not here, I will assume you want to keep your demons. Because some of you, the things you do. <laughs> hey. I have some parents here, so I won't start talking about the things you do. You and I, we know. <laughs> uh, the parents say they too, they are pastors, so they have a very good idea of the things you do. But I believe that it's going to be a good thing. Amen? And there's nothing like, I mean, when you see the word come and speak into your situation directly, there's so much help. Oh, are you with me? There's so much help. Yeah, so I want you to be there. Now then, the following week after that, we are going to have another prophet. He won't be here. He's going to be in our BTC branch. And <laughs> I also want to recommend him highly. His name is Prophet Henry. You see, these are all young men. You haven't seen them. You haven't heard of them in a certain way. Are you there? But you're going to hear of them. Hallelujah. Hey, are you in the church or are you not in the church? Yeah. So those of you who have never visited BTC, I would like us to go there. We are going to create confusion there. We'll fill their church and then we'll fall out onto the road. Amen. <laughs> and then after that, I'll tell you who will be coming in the third week. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's going to be an exciting time and the prophets are going to be speaking. Oh, are you here? Yeah, our prophets are going to be speaking. And there are a lot of them. I am not surprised because if the, the father of the house is a prophet. The child of an elephant is what? It's an elephant. Uh-huh. So I'm not surprised that. It, it's interesting that they go by the title reverend. So you don't know that. Hey. Hallelujah. So it's going to be exciting. Tell neighbor it's an exciting semester. Yeah. And many times you do not know why things go, are going on but you need a certain word. It was by a prophet that Israel was delivered. Amen. And so I'm really believing God for great things to happen. So 24th to 26th May, that is this coming week. We're going to be right here with Reverend Francis Nissi. And then 31st um, August to the 1st of June, we're going to be at BTC. And those of you who don't know the bomb suicide of your campus, you will learn it. Because some of you are some way yeah, yeah. Ask your neighbor, do you know Bomso? If you don't know it, just like how we have the IDRC side of campus, there's also a Bomso side. So that's what we will, and if we will think about it, whether we'll give you a bus or not. I noticed this morning that because we didn't give you certain buses, you have been very slow to come. <clears throat> so we are repenting. Your buses will be back on course next week. All right. <laughs> Amen. Beautiful. 
Then also, I want to remind you, those of you who were taking your books, All to All is still available. So, and today there's no big bus, so please stay and do it. Let them download it on your phone, on your tablet, or whatever you have. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to be talking about a number of things, and this morning, I'm going to be sharing with you God's purpose for your life. Amen. Wow. I'll be preaching to you nowadays. You see, now that I've made all to all available, you can't tell me you don't have the book. So this month, I'm going to be speaking from this book, the book on fruitfulness, and a few things also from the mega church. And you have both books if you have gone to download them. The reason why you must have the book is that we can never finish. Yeah, we can never finish. We can just, sometimes the whole one month, we spend it on two chapters or one chapter. So you need to have the book. Neutralizing the case if you read it. Mm. Tell your neighbor, you see, you don't even know the things that are following you. Eh? Yeah, but as you read, you see, you, you cannot be delivered at times from things you don't know. Sometimes all you need is to just know that this is it. Then you say, hey, I deliver myself from it and that is it. Amen. Beautiful. God's purpose. Please, this is not the book for the month, I beg you. This one has passed. So there's no need to show it. Eh? <laughs> God's purpose for your life. Do you know that it's really important to know the purpose of something? Yeah. When you know the purpose, you are able to handle a lot. You are able to handle a lot. Why are you able to hand, handle exams? Because you know it's on your way to something. Otherwise, it makes no sense. The suffering of exams doesn't make sense. Hello? What about a woman who's going to have a baby, the suffering of childbirth? What sense does it make? It makes no sense. But when you know that the purpose is to have a child and that's what will be at the end, you are able to go through it. So the purpose is very important. And when you don't have a purpose for your life, that's when you find yourself engaging in a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Some of you, Sunday morning, you come and you sit here, your face is really nice. But you and I know that it's not like that. Yeah, we even started a whole service. Hey, I forgot to announce that next weekend we are, all our services are engaging. Amen? So Saturday, 6 p.m., we're going to be at Indies Hall. Amen? Beautiful. With the, what's the gospel encounter service. And then 7 p.m., we're going to be here. Those who come to that service... The faith secret service will be here, and then the rest of us on Sunday. Hallelujah. One of the things that made us start the, the, one of the Saturday services, I won't tell you which one, was because of some people who used to go and drink on, on Saturday and smoke shisha and get high on Saturday. And so they couldn't wake up to come to church on Sunday. And so we said, okay, there's church on Saturday. And I remember the pastor of that group, she said, okay, so... Come to church first, then you can party after. And I'm sure you are saying that, ah, so are you saying that, listen, they were going to party anyway. <laughs> they were going to party anyway, with or without church. We just made church available. Are you there? And knowing that the word of God also works on people. Hallelujah. Are you there? So keep your judgmental skills to yourself. Mm, you, it's not that you are perfect. You to yours is there. 
just that they are own, we can see it. It's not that, look, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's not that you are perfect. Not that you are perfect. It's just that yours is a little hidden. <laughs> Amen. You see, and when you engage in a certain kind of life, often it is because your purpose is not clear to you. It's not clear to you why you are here. You see, and there's a certain way that life is very meaningless. Very, very meaningless. Okay, so you are born. You were comfortable in your mother's stomach. Now they have brought you out. By the time you are one year old, they say you should start going to school. Somebody is busy organizing your life. Are you there? And the wala of school from when you start at the age of what? Hey, ready. <laughs> Nine months, eight months, because mommy has to go to work. When that wala starts, it continues until you are what? 20 something. People will be ruling your life, telling you, look, you better come. You go through all that suffering, thinking that the end of school will be better. And I've been telling you from this pulpit that it gets worse. And if you don't believe me, ask those who are working. Look, Dr. Kobe is looking at me and saying, hey, he thought he was suffering as a student. It's now that he knows that he's suffering. Are you there? Then, what again? After that, you what? You marry. You thought when you married, you'd be happy for life, happy ever after. Eh? Those of us who are married, eh, please, when you married, was that it? Lady, lady, was yeah, she says at all, Rev, was that it? As you marry, Charlie, all problems solved. Life is now beautiful. They think we have been lying to them. So please, as you have come from <laughs> maybe you will say something. We can tell you that it's not like that. You thought everything will be solved as you were married. Then you come and discover it's not like that. They say, oh, if I have one child, if I have one child, it will be okay. Lady Rev, so you had one Lady Rev, Lady Rev Humi, in two years, she had three children. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she thought that oh all problems will be solved <laughs> no 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 the last one they are twins please they are twins did they resolve everything she said oh no 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 it rather brought more issues then what you finish then you grow then you grow old then your hair will begin to get white now dear if your back is not paining you see your legs is not your legs are pain your head is paining you something something ah then you retire then nobody needs you again in life <laughs> and then you die why do you think some people immediately after their retirement one year two years no they are gone and it must make you ask what kind of uselessness is this he shows the question Am I starting and going through all this only to die? Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Hey, why did you leave your sense of humor also at home? <laughs> but I think you understand what I'm saying to you this morning. That when you don't have a purpose, everything does not make sense. Everything doesn't make sense. Are you there? And for those who are Christians, it's even worse. Because here you are, we said don't blow time in a certain way. 
don't sleep with your girlfriend. So on top of all the suffering, you are now going to bend. I remember when one of my sons, as he hit the age of 14 and a half, 15, when he began to bend, he came one morning and asked me a question. Mommy, so is this, how, is this going to be like this until I marry? <laughs> and I said, yes, please. Because as he's experiencing the bend, he's like, hey, I'll carry this, this burning. Ah. <laughs> so on top of all your issues, you have this one too because you are trying to be a Christian. Your friends are looking for a poor. We said don't look for a poor land. Eh? When you are an unbeliever, you are broke. If you have the courage, you can steal. We say you as a Christian, even if you are broke, don't steal. What again did we say? <laughs> Don't misbehave. Don't quarrel with your roommate. So, if you put all of it together, you must ask yourself that this life, grow, what is the point? What is the point? What's the point? What is the point of all this wala? And that is why this morning I've come to tell you the purpose of your maker. Why he made you. Why he made you. Why he brought you to this earth. Why he has caused you to live. Hallelujah. Because when you find your purpose. Are you there? Somebody says, please, my English teacher died early. So I don't understand the word purpose. Let me give you three definitions of the word purpose. But it's true, some of you, your English is weren't good at the time. <laughs> so, especially if you went to some schools. One beginning with P and the other one beginning with O. Hey, why? I, I shouldn't say it. Ah. Anyway, ah, you said that you have the right to speak your language. You have spoken it. You have spoken it, but now you have to relate to us in English. Hey, Charlie Asemaba. Purpose. Let me give you three definitions. The first definition is the reason for which something exists. The reason for which something exists. Number two, purpose means the intended or desired result. The intended or desired result. And the third meaning of purpose is the practical result. So as God has made you, he has a reason. There is a reason for which you exist. Amen? There is an intended result. There's a desired result. He, has, he, he wishes he can see something. Hallelujah. Are you with me? A practical result. Amen. There's a reason. There is a reason. So turn to your neighbor and say, from today, I will not be useless again. There is a reason. I don't need shisha anymore. I don't need we anymore. And I don't need to get stone drunk anymore because there is actually a reason for my existence. Hey. Are you there? What is the reason? Why did God bring you to this earth? He brought you because he's looking for fruit. That's his whole purpose in bringing you. To be fruitful. To be fruitful. Amen. To be fruitful. What does it mean again? And we are going to English class. What does it mean to be fruitful? 
It means that all the investment that's made of you is to bring out something. Because a lot has been invested in you. Are you there? Mm, a lot has been invested in you. Some of you, the food that you eat alone. Ah. Don't even talk about the education, the food. Some of you, the fees that have been paid for you. So God knows that all these things are being invested in you. Amen? And he's expecting that you will come with a product that is worthy of that investment. When you see somebody in whom something is invested and then the person doesn't turn out right, you suddenly realize that something is very wrong. That's why we have people going to, you know, the SHSs, no matter what they do, they are not the same. No matter what they do. Oh, is it true or is it not true? You can do what you like. You can say that, or oh, let's send the people whose aggregate is 52 there. It doesn't matter. But the school you know, is different. So you see that some schools, when people, we expect something because we know a certain investment has been made. Are you there? And I know somebody who went to one of those schools, but today he has a classmate who calls him every two weeks for money. Yeah, so in other words, the same investment was made into these two young men. But one of them, there's no fruitfulness. There's no product. I pray that that's not your story. I pray that after God has invested so much in you, as you come into this church, what has been invested in you is very well. It's true or it's not true? What has been invested in me? I don't know what's been invested. But you see, already now, your foolishness is showing. Mm. Because the kind of teaching that you have and the words that you hear, some of us, we didn't have those things growing up. We didn't hear them. Every Sunday, the blessings our Father speaks over us. If you didn't even get anything at all, those blessings alone is an investment in you. Are you there? Mm. To be fruitful, it means to be abundant, to be blossoming, to flourish. Wow. To produce a lot. Are you flourishing? Are you doing well? So as God brought you on this earth, he brought you to see you become so much more. Are you understanding it? So much more than what he has, you know, when you look at a seed, it's very small. So you came in very small, but he's expecting so much more. So when Jesus was born, Jesus arrived on this earth like all of us, a child, a baby, just like that. But there were some investments into his life. Are you here? A certain investment from above, a certain kind of life with God, a certain kind of prayer, a certain kind of something. And that's why 2,023 years after he has left, we are here. In other words, his fruitfulness has continued. Hallelujah. Can you ask your neighbor, where are your fruits so far? And I'm not referring to the girl you impregnated near your area. <laughs> Let's pass that crown. Why does she say things like that? You are looking at my cup. Please, it's only water. It's nothing. It's hot water. That's all. I have to tell you because some of you, son, I'm sending me texts. <laughs> Hallelujah. But are you with me so far? When the Lord allowed you to be born by Mr. and Mrs. somebody somewhere or brother and sister something, they may have made a mistake, but you were not a mistake by, from God. Amen? And you landed here and he knew that he's going to allow certain investments to be made in you, one of which is this church that he has placed you. Yeah. 
Because there are many things you hear here that you would not have heard. Now, as he's making those investments in you at the same time as you are going to school and your mind is being broadened a little, he has an expectation that in this your life, there will be some product, something will come afterwards. And that's why there are some people, by the time they are finishing school, they can say that, as I came, I came to KNUST alone. But as I am leaving, I have brought to Christ this person. I have helped this one with their Christian life. Because of me, somebody's life has changed. There are also some who come and go. The only thing they are holding is a paper certificate that should, God forbid, water should rise in their house and there's a flood, the certificate will be finished. Or if there's a fire, it will end. Or if, look, most of us who are finished, we don't even know where our certificates are lying right now. The thing you are struggling for. When we came to school today, they said, that we shouldn't. Hey, please, I didn't say that. You know, that's what the learning we will do. Because that one too, we have to go through life. Otherwise, you can't go through life. Amen. But what I'm sharing with you is that that is not all. God above, he has a reason for you being here. The reason is fruitfulness. Today, I'm only going to show it to you from the Bible. Amen. I'm just showing you from the Bible. You will see that all the people who God dealt with, all of them, he told them be fruitful. Amen? So I'm going to start, right? Let's go to the, Old, the New Testament first. John 15, because I have some litigants in the church. They will tell me that I'm using Old Testament only. So John 15. Mm. I've quoted this verse so much so that my media team is always... <laughs> in this particular one, Siao is innocent. It's not his fault. It's Pastor Dennis who's guilty. Are you there? You haven't chosen, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and do what? Bring forth fruit. So even in the New Testament, he was still talking about fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he, should, he will give it to you. Many of you, you like the last part of that sentence there. That, oh, whatever I ask, he'll give me. I beg you, it's noted, it's tied to your fruitfulness. Amen. And some of you, it's because you don't have fruit. Hmm? You are in your fourth year. As you are finishing, where is your fruit? Please, I want you to ask your neighbor, what year are you in? And what is your fruit? Somebody has made his head very stiff. He can't turn. <laughs> he can't turn. Because he has seen that he's fruitless. <laughs> he's fruitless. Amen. Let me tell you something. From the Old Testament to the New Testament, fruit depicts, when God talks to us about fruit, he's talking to us as human beings. Amen? Physical fruit, spiritual fruit. Amen. Spiritual fruit. There are many of you who do a lot of work in church. In fact, Sunday morning is difficult. We are waiting because, yeah, there are people who have gone to call you. Ask your neighbor, are you the type they have to come and call? And when they are calling you to, then you are doing keche. They're telling, they're telling me about somebody who has wasted somebody's time 40 minutes this morning. 
Then friends say, I won't come at all in the end. They are not foolish as they are doing. They are trying to earn some fruit. And the hope is that you too, you will grow and do the same. So if they have been coming for you, they have to wake you up every week. Since you were in first year, now you are in third year, they still have to call you. You are honestly, you are honestly a pain. <laughs> Amen. But the Lord's desire, people are doing it because they are trying to bring forth fruit. I have done the, you know, we've talked about fruitfulness before, but we're talking about it again because one of the things you should notice is that as for the end, it's coming and it's coming fast. You know, because you don't listen to the news or read, that's why you don't know. So you are the type who's likely to be taken unawares. Yeah, but all the signs are there. The multiple earthquakes, the multiple floods, the wars, the nation rising against nation. Are you there? Some of the wars that we have right now, we, they don't even make sense. Sudan, why are they fighting? The two of you want to be ruler. Just do elections and let's see who will win. But you have rather gone to war and the people you want to rule have run away. So, <laughs> it shows you the... So, so, if you win now, who, who, who are you ruling? Who are you ruling? You just see the confusion. It's taking over. It's taking over. We used to hear about certain kinds of earthquakes. Uh, where? Somewhere. Turkey cry is close because from Ghana, there are some countries where we are going, they take you through Turkey. Yeah, recently somebody I know was traveling through Turkey. Turkey that you used to, if you have eight hours, uh, what do you call it, transit, they'll take you to a hotel. He was there 19 hours transit, no hotel. Everybody ah, I say. Everything is fault. Are you there? So you should see that Jesus is coming. And so your fruitfulness is important. And your fruitfulness is not the laptop you are sitting behind. Your fruitfulness is not the camera you are holding. Your fruitfulness is not the dancing you danced. Your fruitfulness is not per se the singing you sang. Those things, no, no, hold on. Don't tell yourself, stop charging, hold on. Those things are your service in the temple, your service in the house of God, which also has its reward. It also has its reward. But it is not your fruit. Because if it was your fruit, then this young man will come and tell the Lord that the fruit he has born, as a human being, the fruit is the piano and the computer. Is it possible? Or the usher will say his fruit is the mop. Your fruit can only resemble you. That's the definition of a fruit. It resembles you. And that is why in the Old Testament, their fruitfulness was in the children they bore. Are you there? We're about to read scriptures. And how the nation of Israel became a large and formidable nation like that. Now, in the Old Testament, thank God it's not, it's not so much from the children we bear as the spiritual children that we have. Amen. So, Paul had no physical children, but he had a lot of spiritual children. He called Timothy his son, people who he had brought to the Lord. And Jesus was the first one who showed up. Did Jesus get married? Did he have any children? Uh-huh, but he had fruit. 
Eh. You are doubting that he had fruit. Oh, I'm surprised you are doubting he had fruit. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has what? Anointed me to do what? Eh. I'm shocked that your scripture is lacking. I'm even shocked. So the first thing he said, he was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. Are you there? He was anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What else? He was sent to who? The brokenhearted. Are you there? He was going to deliver who? Captives. Okay. Recovery of sign to who? Set at liberty them that are bruised. Can you see that all of these are human beings? Hey, hello. Are you alive? Yeah. So you see that all of it was human beings. All of it was human beings. And so your fruit is human beings. Mm. At this juncture, I would like to ask your neighbor, who is here because of you? Just ask your neighbor now, who is here because of you? You yourself, Christ, somebody had to bring you. Who is here because of you? And if the answer is zero, it's a sign to you that you are fruitless. You are likely to be fruitless. Hallelujah. Who is here because of you? Mm. Let's go to a very interesting scripture in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20. Don't worry, I'm about to take you through the scriptures of fruitfulness. This is all, I'm just preparing ground. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Ask your neighbor again, who is your fruit? And if the person says nobody, tell your neighbor you are a mystery. We don't know who you are or what you are. Hey! <laughs> you cannot say that, oh, because of me, this person has been brought to Christ. You cannot say because of me, this person was leaving but is here. You can't say anything about another human being. You are a mystery. And you are walking around knocking your chest that you are a Christian. I'm telling you today by the power of God that you are a mystery. Heaven Christ does not understand who you are. But that's the scripture. By their fruit. So you are known by your fruit. Who is your fruit? I want you, you see, that's why I keep asking you to ask your neighbor. And it's amazing. As I'm standing here, I'm just watching the shifty eyes. Some people do like they can't see the person. Some two are looking behind. Some two, you know that there's no one behind you, but you are looking behind there. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Let's take a look. Let's take a look at a few things the Lord said. His vision for fruitfulness. We're going to be fruitful this semester. And I'm not talking about your title. You don't need to have a title to be fruitful. When Jesus was speaking in John chapter 15, nobody there had a title. Nobody. Nobody had a title. It's in John chapter... It, 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 he, you know, it goes on and on and nobody there is later that his apostles had titles and so forth. There was nothing. So he was just talking to the ordinary people who believed in him and who followed him, his disciples. Are you a follower of Jesus? That one too is another question. Hey! Are you a follower of Jesus or not? Ah. So please, the people at the back, uh, 
So you should please ask them for me. Are you a follower of Jesus or not? You see, some of you, when you come to church, you know, because of where you are coming from, you just bring your pretty face, your handsome face, and you come and sit down. It's not like that, oh. It's not like that. Mm. Shake yourself. Be part of what's going on. Hey. Mm. You have gone to a disco, they are playing music, and you are standing there asking whether it's by force that you are supposed to dance. Then what are you doing there? You have come to church. This is what we do in church. Hey. Hey. Look, today I'm trying to be on good behavior so that Lady Pastor Nora will not hear that sometimes I'll be insulting the young people. So, <laughs> Genesis chapter 1. Look at something. God had created man in his own image. Verse 27. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And replenish the earth and subdue it. This was God's will for us right from the word go. Hallelujah. Be fruitful. That's his will for us. You see, and I want to remind you that one of the ways to cancel any curse that is there or any negative thing that is there, that you, don't, you didn't cause it, but it's there. One of the ways to overcome it are by the blessings that are spoken. Amen. And one of the blessings is to say that be fruitful. Hallelujah. Oh, I said be fruitful. Let's continue with Genesis chapter 17. I'm going to verse 4. God was speaking to Abraham and he said, as for me, my covenant is with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Can you see the blessing? Is that not fruitfulness? A father of many nations. You see, as we are standing here today, I need to tell you that Bishop Bag is a father of many nations. Yeah, yesterday somebody sent us a video of him in Dubai. We were looking for him last week, Sunday, to celebrate birthday. We wished that he had come here. He wasn't here. It was in Dubai. He was standing in Dubai among his children, cutting birthday cake. Hey! Are you there? The page that they put it on, the pastors were saying, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's be-. Ryan Francis, I didn't see anything. You know why I didn't see anything? That jealousy, jealousy, not my jealousy. <laughs> People were saying that, oh, it's very powerful. Oh, really? I was quiet. Hey, I was just envying them. <laughs> well, Fish, I'm going to send the pastor a text and say that, hey, I was envying you. Oh, yeah, but it's because he's the father of many nations. His fruitfulness has spread into many nations. Are you there? Beautiful. And the same was being said of Abraham. He says, my covenant is with you and I will make you the father of many nations. Neither shall your name anymore be Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made you. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful. And I will make nations of thee and kings shall come out of thee. Abraham was called exceedingly fruitful. And I need you to understand that this scripture has been fulfilled. In a way that not even Jesus says. Do you know that Abraham is claimed as the father of the three major um, religions in the world? The Christians call him their father. The Muslims call him their father. And the Jews call him their father. If you put these three religions together, I don't know what's left. (laughs) Are you there? Yeah. The scripture even calls us his children. By virtue of who we are following. Hallelujah. 
And so you see the fruitfulness, but it was what God blessed Abraham with in Genesis chapter 17. Are you seeing the purpose? That's all I'm trying to let you see, the purpose. So Abraham, as he was walking, I need you to know that he never saw, did he see you? Uh, Please ask your neighbor, has he seen you before? He has not seen you before, but you were part of his blessings. Yeah, the Lord blessed him and said that you are going to be fruitful. And that blessing continued. Beautiful. Can we look at Isaac? Isaac was whose son? Good. Genesis 26. I'm reading from verse 1. There was a famine in the land beside the first famine that that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines. I, I, I have include this, included this scripture this morning because I want you to be, to be a little um, encouraged. You know, nationwide, we are going through a little bit of a famine. True or not true? I mean, some of you, when you were coming to school, they usually give you some thousands. But as you were coming, they've told you they are the kind. <laughs> you go. <laughs> They have put your transport money in your hand and said that, oh dear, the kind, we are coming. So in a way, we are going through something like this. And I'm just showing you that God was speaking to the man even in this situation. So here he is in a famine. And then the Lord starts to speak. And he says, and the Lord appeared unto him and said, go not down into Egypt. You see, everybody was escaping to Egypt at that time. When there's difficulty, I beg you, remember that you are a child of God and ask him what you should do. Because here he is telling him, don't go there. Then he says, dwell in the land that I shall tell you of. The land that there's famine that nothing is going, growing, you'll be here. Surgeon in this land, and I will be with you and will bless you. And unto thee and thy seed, I will give thee all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father. So can you see that this guy too was fruitful? Are you seeing it? That he was fruitful. He was still continuing in that blessing that God gave him. And it continues on and on. Because from Abraham, the next one is Isaac and then Jacob. Let's take a look. Jacob, did he see any blessing? In Genesis 28, you see that it's just following on and on. And the Lord had, um, Isaac told Jacob he shouldn't take um, a wife from there. And take the, um, a wife from the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. And God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful. So now, here is the father passing on that same blessing to his son. Amen. Make you fruitful, multiply you, that you will be a multitude of people. Hallelujah. I love these scriptures because we have lived to see it. We have lived to see it. Amen. Because up until now, I mean, a country that they had scattered them, the they Jews were scattered all over the world. The 1945 or something like that, or 47, I've forgotten the date. They get up and say they should bring them all back to one place. And the country still exists. And they are not a lot. People have tried to wipe them out. Them out. It is not working. Huge nations, wealthy nations, they have tried. Uh, if you are wise, you will just be their friend because the way the thing is looking, no. Mm. Are you seeing it? Hallelujah. And so we see this blessing going further and further. One of the blessings I liked was the blessing to Isaac's wife. Genesis 24. Because some people are saying that it's only the men. 
Genesis 24 and verse 16. They blessed Rebekah and said, Thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions. Do you think she could have delivered thousands of millions? It's just a question. <laughs> Do you think she could have delivered thousands of millions? So obviously, this is talking about not just her physical children. And let thy seed possess the gate of those which hate them. Hallelujah. I'm showing you your purpose. So you are, yes, you are going to school. You are going to become what? You are going to become what? A marine engineer. Okay, what again? Some say architect. Someone say pharmacist. Somebody says what? Somebody, after all the education, is trading that you are going to do. Trading. Whatever. You're going to do whatever, but even as you are doing it, God has an expectation of your fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Beautiful. Mm. Let's go to Exodus. I'm almost done. Don't worry. Chapter 1. Oh, chair, I don't believe you. <laughs> Look at something in verse 6. And Joseph died and all his brethren and that generation. And the children of Israel were fruitful. So even though now the fathers to whom the fruitfulness was spoken, they are now past, but they were fruitful and increased abundantly and multiplied and waxed exceeding mighty and the land was filled with them. Hallelujah. They grew so much so that the people that they were living amongst were afraid of them. Yeah. They were afraid of them. They were afraid that hey, if enemies rise up and try to defeat us and these people go and join them, we are done for. We are done for. And that is God's expectation of us. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor that this semester, this semester, this semester, this semester we must, I must be fruitful and you must be fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot leave school at the end of the academic year and say that I only came to write exams. And some of you, that's why you are not happy. Because the fruits that should have brought you joy, you don't have. Hmm. The fruits, the fruits you don't have. Rather, you are persecuting your shepherd. <laughs> and you are wondering, this boy cry, why does he disturb me like that? He's disturbing you today. You have understood why he's disturbing. He's trying to be fruitful. And it's about time that you also begin to be wise and try to be fruitful some. Hey, mommy, I don't want to be a basenta leader. Have I invited you to be basenta leader? Sure. Say, I'm free. What? Won't you remember? What do you Are you there? I'm not talking about basenta leader. I haven't given any name. I'm just saying that as a child who has given his life to Christ, as a believer, be fruitful. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Hallelujah. Take us to John chapter 15. I mean, I like the words of Jesus because they are just so clear. Just so clear. No, no, no. Yeah, go to verse 1. Ah. <laughs> I'm the true vine. My father is the husband man. Continue, please. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit. Please, are you in Jesus? Are you in Christ? 
Hey, some people are quiet. Hey, are you in Christ? Please, if you don't have an answer, I'm assuming that when we do the altar call, I'm expecting to see all of you in front here. Are you in Christ? Your inability to say yes is a sign of something. Because the Bible says that a devil cannot. Are you in Christ? Hey, I'm, I'm watching a particular part of the church. Oh, they are quiet. In Tiana, Lady Rev, when we give the altar call, all the people sitting from behind Papa, oh, I'm expecting to see them in front. They are not born again. They don't know Jesus Christ. They have denied him. And I came to inform you, say, if you deny me, I will also deny you before my father. Are you in Christ? Yeah. Ah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. This corner, they didn't see me. I'm now looking at you. Are you in Christ? Yeah. Ah, I think... It, it's working to a point. All the people, the last three, four rows, everybody you receive Christ today because send your man to me and call yes or no. Just say, when you're born again. But he says that every branch, you see, Jesus refers to himself as a tree and he says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Hmm. He taketh away. You see, sometimes you are a Christian for a while. You were very excited to be a Christian. Then a time comes when there's no excitement anymore. When I say excitement, you, you, you know, you are even struggling to go. Sometimes this is the reason. He has taken you away. Mm. So you thought that, oh, I was a chorister. Now they have grown, I've stopped, I've matured. Not that you have matured, though. Were you ready? A shrebo. Please, I need it in a way. He has sucked you. But you can't see it there. Oh, you can't see. Are you reading or you're not reading? Uh -huh. It says what? It says that when you don't have fruit, he does what? Uh, to take away there is to suck. <laughs> hey! Me, I'm also begging. I'm also begging God. Please give, uh, Lord, uh, please, another chance. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. You see, the fruitfulness is so important to him. Are you there? He needs you to bear fruit. So he will do whatever he can to make you bear fruit. Because he says also that herein is my father glorified that you bear much. Not just to be fruitful, but much. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. Let me show you something from verse 6. I'm actually closing. I'm actually closing. Hey! I'm actually closing. Let's read. A certain man, this is Jesus giving us a story, a parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he to the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. Hmm. And find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? The cut it down is the same. He taketh it away. Then he says, why cumbereth it the ground? Old English. Why are you disturbing the ground? A Christian, you go to church. The churches are full of Christians who are bearing no fruit. They are just disturbing the ground. Please, it's not my way to. Uh, can you take us to the NLT? They say they don't understand King James. King, King James English is not understood. So please, 
May I just like the word come breath the ground. But look at it in the NLT. <laughs> I have waited three years. There hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. It's just taking up space in the garden. Ask your neighbor, are you just taking up space or you are a fruitful creature? Which one are you? Hey. Let's go back to King James. King James. <laughs> Verse 8. So now the gardener is answering, Lord, leave it alone this year also. I'm also begging God to leave you alone again this year. Lord, just, I'm leaving here. One more semester. Just, just one more semester, Lord. Some of you are about to finish this year and some of you, as you leave school, you never bear fruit again. Based, no, it's not a case. Just based on what you are doing, what you are, so don't joke with it. There are some jobs it's very, very difficult to bear fruit. Dr. Kobe, since we finished school. Oh, he can't even, can't even, can't even see how far. Are you there? So sometimes midnight comes when you are done based on what you are doing. It's an opportunity. So he says, leave it for another year. I'm going to fertilize it and I'm going to give this tree some more fertilizer. Then next year when you come, next year Jesus will be back to check your fruitfulness. Hallelujah. Today I want to give you an opportunity. We're going into a convention in a few days. One of the easy ways, you know, there are different ways to be fruitful. One is to share the gospel with your person, yourself, and those who go on outreach every week, they do this. And that's what some of you have run away from. But one of the ways to do it is to be the means by which somebody gets blessed. Are you there? The means by which somebody comes to church and hears the word and gives their life. Then you have your portion. Are you there? I give to Healing Jesus for that reason. I can't go to all the places they go. But if I support it, my support helps them to reach. So, the Lord is fair. When they are calculating my quota, I'll get to heaven, then I'll be told that, oh, this quota came from the healing Jesus people good. Are you there? Yeah. I want to give you an opportunity. Easy fruit bearing. Easy something. We have a convention. You see, there's something about hearing about prophets coming. When we say a teacher is coming, the response is not like when we say a prophet is coming. We're going to send around uh, right now a sheet of paper. I want you to put on that paper three things you want to happen to you this convention and add to it two people you're going to invite. Are you there? This one is easy. I'm not even asking you to go and preach gospel. Just invite them. What are we going to do with the names? We're only going to pray. That's all. That's all. You will never see those sheets of paper again. You know their names. Take it all. You don't have fruit already. Hmm. Please go to the back. Eh? A lot of the people in the front have their own fruit already. They cannot even open their mouth to say that they are Christians. <laughs> and as we pray over these people, I want you also to pray over them. And your prayer is that as they come, Lord, let them give their lives to Christ. And your portion is also in it. You must bear fruit. You must bear fruit. You must bear fruit. Yesterday, I went to a funeral to bury a friend. He's also a minister. What struck me about that funeral, it was a very unusual funeral. But when I left that funeral, I said to myself that I knew this man and I knew he was a fantastic pastor. I didn't know the dimensions of his fruit. 
Yeah, very wild. Are you there? The people whose lives he had touched. So many. I left here. You know in Kumasi we do morning and evening. Morning was full all over. By 7.30, the service starts at 8. By 7.30, we had to park our car seven minutes away from the church. Oh, yes. Then in the afternoon, there's this family sitting. You go with your donations. We turned back because we couldn't enter. Yeah, it was like the devil of a chief. Not because he was a wealthy man, but because of the lives that he had touched. We were looking at fruitfulness. Yeah. I wonder what his entry into heaven would be like. Yeah. Even when I went to see his wife, I told her, I said, you know, he's paining us that he has gone here. But this man, he exited like a general of God. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He was going to go and see a doctor or something. They went. He entered the hospital, put his things down. His wife told me the story direct. He crossed his legs and went home. I said, what an exit. Yeah. Go and read your Bible. Is it of David or say who? Who laid down, picked up his legs, put it on his bed. Oh. It's too nice. Are you there? Master, what are you saying? I ain't saying that death is not here, please. <laughs> we will all go one day. But some people struggle. Some people cry. I know people have begged to die for two years. Three years. Oh God, I want to win. They are still here. This guy, he just crossed his legs and left. Hey, what an exit. Wow. Are you in the church? Just lift up your piece of paper if you are holding one. Father, as we are, oh, lift up, yay, hey. If you make us struggle when you come back from home, lift it. Father, every name that we place on this papers, Lord, lead us as we put those names there. Lead us as we put it there. And Father, as we pray over them, let it be the means by which somebody's life will be changed. And let it be the means by which we also will be fruitful. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Please, quickly write it down. Write down your three. Please, don't put your name on it so you can write anything. Are you there? Some of you are looking for... You see, I have some people who have cried for years. There are no pens. If you didn't get a sheet, but you want to also take part, why don't you just get a sheet of paper? You can get it if you bought a notebook or ask somebody you see holding a notebook. Tear out a sheet, divide it into two or three. Put just three things. You know, you may think that it's nothing, but you will be surprised. Are you in the house? Yeah. That God will answer you. Come again. When you are done, just lift it up. We'll pick it up. Don't put your name on it. Just lift up your hands. Lift it up like they belong to you so someone can see and quickly collect it. And we're going to pray over them this week. Me, I'm believing God for great things, I tell you. One of the things I'm believing God for is that many of you will straighten out. It's one of my prayers. Mm. Amen. Another of my prayers is that some of you, your mental health will improve. Yeah, it's not frivolous, Charlie. It's a real thing. Mm. It's a real thing that the Lord will come through for you. Wow. Quickly pick them up. Just put down the two names there. And you're actually going to try to invite them. Is it a good idea? Yeah. 
so that your portion is also inside. Someone is looking for a pen, Lady P. You need a pen. The gentleman at the back, he needs a pen. He needs a pen. Beautiful. Let's just finish quickly. The next service, they will soon be sitting on us. Hallelujah. Wow. What a blessing. And this week, souls will be harvested into the kingdom. Hey, Satan is in trouble this week, I tell you. He's really in trouble. Some of you who have been struggling to sleep after this convention, your sleep will be restored in the name of Jesus. Yeah, your peace of mind will be restored in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Some of you are worried how they're going to pay. They haven't registered because they, they haven't paid. But it will be it, it will be okay. Amen. I think one of the last testimonies we had last year, do you remember last semester? Somebody who hadn't paid. And then he just was moved to go and check. When he checked, everything was paid in full. He doesn't know how. Maybe your story also. Yeah, maybe your story also. All right, quickly, we have to move the service on. Tell me about me, I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to be fruitful. I am going to be fruitful. I tell you, I'm going to be fruitful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to be fruitful. And if you put down two names, please, I'm going to ask you to be part of those praying this week. Amen? That the people that you plan to invite, they will actually hear, they will actually come, and their lives will be affected. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm believing God for great things. Yeah. Hallelujah. Powerful. We'll continue next week. We'll be talking about fruitfulness. And maybe you'll be sitting by your fruit. <laughs> I need you to remember that. I need you to remember that next week the other services will begin. Yeah. Amen. Because some of you are saying that, oh, if I invite them, where will they sit? That's why we have other services, so that there's room. Beautiful, powerful, hallelujah. I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to pray for yourself for a few minutes. Please, if you still have, um, you know, some people had to borrow pens, so it's been a bit slow. Quickly finish. I want you to bow down your head for a moment and I want you to pray. Now, if you're somebody with fruit, I want you to pray that, Lord, help me to continue to be fruitful. And if you're somebody, you realize that you haven't really affected anybody for the Lord. You're talking to the Lord right now and saying that, Lord, I need your help to do this. I need your help. In fact, we all need his help to do it. Just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Ask him to help you to be fruitful. Ask him to help you to make a difference in the life of others. Ask him to help you to come out of yourself. Be less concerned about yourself and more concerned about someone else. Talk to him for a few minutes. Father, we are grateful. 
Thank you for making us trees and having an expectation of us. Thank you for giving our lives purpose that because of us, the lives of others will be affected. Thank you for drawing us to you and thank you for this word this morning. I pray, Lord, that everyone who we plan to invite is going to be here, Lord. That there will be a mighty harvest into your kingdom. Let souls be one, oh God. Let souls be one. Let people come to you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And this morning, as you bow down your head, maybe you are here this morning because somebody invited you, or maybe you are always here with us, but you have not given your life to Jesus. You are not sure that if you were to die today or if Jesus were to come, you're not sure that you'd be going to heaven. I don't want you to continue in that not knowing. I want you to give your life to Jesus this morning. You are here. You want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand where you are standing. We're going to pray together. Just lift it where you are standing. I don't want you to think about your friend. I don't want you to think about your neighbor. There's something concerning you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want to give your life to Jesus. You're just a prayer away. You're just a prayer away. I can't see all over the room, but you lifted your hand. You want to pray. Just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just step out of where you are. Let the pastors and the ushers help you. And just come. God bless you. God bless you. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just come. Just come. God bless you. Just join us in front here. Just come. Maybe you've been in church every Sunday, but you just have never prayed this way. Just come. Oh, just come. Step out and come. Don't be embarrassed and don't think about your friend. Just come. Listen, I'm just waiting a few more minutes because I just have a check in my spirit. Your heart is just beating like that. That's a sign that Jesus is saying something to you. So just join us here. We're going to pray in two minutes. Just step out and come and just give your life to him. God bless you as you come. God bless you. Young man, you must be very important to the Lord for him to hold us all up for you. Just come. Let's pray. I want you to pray this prayer after me. And those in the congregation, just join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior. And you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.